Welcome to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoints, where your viewpoint matters. Donnell discusses today's major issues and concerns with nationally recognized expert guests, as well as a variety of other interesting topics. So call and express your viewpoint about this week's topic or whatever else may be of concern to you. Just call Donnell at 563-999-3660 to share your viewpoint. Now, with this week's guest, here is your viewpoint host, Donnell Edwards. Good evening and welcome to Donnell Edwards Viewpoints. We hope you had a great day today. And as we enter the autumn season, we hope that wherever you are, the temperatures are lowering and the weather is nice. I know we could use uh, some relief here, and it really feels good to uh, have a little cooler temperatures. Uh, We also want to keep in mind our neighbors in the Carolinas who have been devastated by the flooding caused by Hurricane Florence. We urge you not only to keep them in your prayers, but to donate or to do whatever you can uh, to help uh, provide some relief for uh, the, the people in that area. Now, tonight on our program, we are excited to continue our focus on one of the causes that is a priority for the CWR Talk Network, and that is education. Tonight, we discuss a very interesting aspect of education, and that's developing and supporting high-achieving students, particularly African-American students. We will discuss why this is important with tonight's special guest, who is the executive director of Arkansas Commitment, a nonprofit organization created to identify academically talented African-American high school students throughout central Arkansas and guide them to become leaders of society at large, as well as within the African-American community in Arkansas. Our guest, uh, Mr. Darren Morgan, is a native of College Park, Georgia. He attended Davison College and graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and a minor in Religion. While at Davidson, uh, Darren participated in several performing arts organizations, club baseball, community service groups with the focus on improving conditions for Charlotte's homeless population, and studied abroad in Ghana, West Africa. These experiences truly shaped his desire to serve his community. After graduating in 2008, Darren continued his work in the community by working for a child's place a nonprofit organization that assists homeless students within the Charlotte-Mecklenburg school system before transitioning into corporate America to serve in the retail investment division on Pennsylvania-based, the Vanguard Group. Wanting to return to a position where he could continue to help children, Darren returned to Davidson College to serve as an admissions counselor in 2011. Over the next five years, Darren would serve as the Assistant Dean of Admissions and Financial Aid, the Assistant, the Associate Director of Davidson's July Experience Summer Enrichment Program, as well as lead the Diversity Initiative team on campus. It is his desire to use the information that he has learned while working in admissions to provide high school students with the resources and knowledge to get accepted into their dream school. This desire is what ultimately resulted in his association with Arkansas Commitment as its executive director. Please join me in welcoming to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoints and the CWR Network, Mr. Darren Morgan. Welcome, Darren. Thank you so much for having me. I greatly appreciate it. You're very welcome. We're glad, glad to have you here. Uh, Darren, according to the Journal of Blacks in Higher Education, uh, recently the nation's highest-ranked colleges and universities informed applicants that they had been accepted for admission into the class of 2022. Some of these institutions have become extremely selective, uh, accepting less than 10% of all applicants. Some of the nation's most selective institutions provided acceptance data broken down by race and ethnicity. And we're going to share that here. Uh, here are some of those stats. 
For example, at John Hopkins University in Baltimore, there were 29,128 students who applied for admission to the class of 2022. The university accepted 2,894 students, or about 9.9% of all applicants. Blacks made up 14% of all accepted students. At Williams College uh, in Williamstown, Massachusetts, uh, they offered admission to 1,163 students from a pool of 9,559 applicants. Of the admitted students, 187 are black. Thus, blacks make up 16.1% of all students offered admission. And at Harvard University, uh, Harvard accepted 1,962 students from a record applicant pool of 42,749 students. So Harvard accepted just 4.6% of all applicants, and African Americans made up 15.5% of all students offered admission at Harvard. At the University of Southern California in Los Angeles, about 8,200 students were accepted from a pool of 64,000 applicants. Blacks made up only 6% of all accepted students. And at New York University, 15,722 students were offered admission from a pool of more than 75,000 applicants. The number of African-American students accepted for admission is up 33% there at New York University from a year ago. Blacks made up 11% of all accepted students. So Darren, I wanted to share that uh, because that, uh, I think, uh, lends itself to the reason that there is a need for an organization like yours. So explain more about what Arkansas Commitment is and why there is a need for an organization uh, like that. Yeah, so Arkansas Commitment, we're a nonprofit organization. Um, like you said earlier, we're really charged with, one, increasing the college matriculation rate, not just for African-American students, but for really the whole central Arkansas area. On top of that, what we want to do is identify um, those talented kids. Because when you look at the school systems, the kids that really get the, the most attention from their counselors are the kids at the very top, the top 1%, and the kids that are considered at risk. But the kids in the middle, the group in the middle, are normally kids that fall in between the cracks. What we try to do at, at uh, Arkansas Commitment is really go in and work with those African-American students that are really bright, really talented, but may need that additional push. Um, on top of that, the stats that you said about the colleges are all very true. Um, it seems like it's getting increasingly harder and harder to get into these type schools. So what we try to do here is take all the information that you know, I learned as an assistant dean of admissions and give that to the kids. Uh, for the most part, our students, um, you know, they're, they're really bright, but they don't really have all the information. We've been told that GPAs are the most important thing that um, kids can have. A 4.0 is super important, or a 36 ACT is critically important, but that's really not the case. Colleges like Williams, like Harvard, like Cal State, and all these others are really looking at students holistically now. So everything that makes up the student's being is what's important, not just those numbers of GPA and ACT scores, but our students normally don't get that information. So um, what we try to do is really guide them and push them to take the hardest rigor available at their school to yeah, get a great GPA, but work on those soft skills like interview skills, essay writing, um, and just overall focus during the school Monday through Friday so that they will gain admission to schools like Harvard and Williams and Yale and Princeton. Okay, very good. Now, let me ask you this, uh, since we're, we're talking about this subject. Uh, what is it important? What is the difference in going to a prestigious school like the ones that you mentioned, instead of going to a local college with a good reputation or maybe a college out of state that uh, is, is less expensive than those? What's the benefit? What's the advantage? All right. So the schools like our partner schools, so schools like Tawani and Tennessee and Williams um, in Massachusetts and Washington and St. Louis are all really, really great schools. And my students will tell you, um, I'm really indifferent whether you're going to in-state schools or out-of-state schools or predominantly white schools or HBCUs. Um, I want to push kids towards the schools that's going to give them the best education, 
um, and give them the most scholarship dollars. Um, and while some of these schools have crazy high price tags, like $60,000 in Pomona, one of our partner schools, has a $72,000 price tag, um, these schools meet full demonstrated need, which means whatever the student needs to go, if it's um, the full freight of $72,000 or uh, whatever it is, they give it to them in grants and scholarships, not loans. So the schools that I, I tell my students about are schools that um, our kids can graduate from after four years completely debt-free. Um, other things that I tell my kids to look for will be the different opportunities provided, uh, research opportunities, study abroad opportunities, um, and internships to make sure that after four years they're going to be able to land those great high-paying jobs and not, you know, uh, just go into the, the regular workforce or entry-level or uh, the cubicle world. Um, we want to make sure that they're very prepared, and for the most part, uh, those prestigious schools will have those networks of uh, alum that will make sure these kids are going to get there. Okay, very good. That makes a lot of sense, especially the part about uh, graduating debt-free. Uh, I think a lot of parents yeah. would like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, now, uh, what was the uh, driving force that resulted in uh, recognizing the need for uh, Arkansas commitment and then motivating the founders to take action and actually form the organization? Yeah, so we're actually started by Dr. Dean Compiris in 1999. Um, he's the chair of the city council now. He's always been very involved in the community throughout Little Rock. Um, he got together with a group of friends back then and looked at the, the I guess, the, the African-American community and realized that there was a huge education gap and a wealth gap and wanted to create a program that would kind of address that. Um, so this program was really designed to create leaders, um, so students like um, Antoine Phillips and Charles Blake that we always hear about in Little Rock and throughout the community. Um, those were like the, the prototype students that our programs always wanted to create. Um, so from 1999 to today, that has always been a mission and still the mission. And our hope is that we're able to graduate these kids, let them go off to college, get, get a great education, um, come back debt-free and equipped and prepared to be those leaders like the Antoine Phillips and the Charles Blakes here. Okay. Now, what, what's the uh, grade level for entry into the program? So we started taking kids in the ninth grade, second semester in ninth grade. So we need them to have at least one semester under their belt to have, um, be able to show me a GPA. Um, we look for students with a 3.3 GPA or higher, um, as well as students that show a great um, skill set in the field of essay writing. Okay. So once they get into the program, they should be prepared to stay with you all the way through graduation from high school. That's right. So we take them from the second semester, ninth grade, and work with them all the way up until they graduate high school. Okay. All right. Now, how are students selected, and what are the eligibility requirements? Yeah, so I look just at um, I look at students just like the colleges look at them. So I look at them holistically. I look at their GPA. I look at the strength of their essay writing skills. I look at um, the likelihood they're going to be able to take advanced placement courses, as well as they've taken the, the PSAT or the ACT, I look at that score, um, as well as extracurriculars. That's actually really huge for me. I look to see what kind of impact they're making on their schools, in their neighborhoods, the communities, their churches, um, and I want to see how we can develop that further over the next three and a half years. Okay, very good. Uh, now, right now, we're going to take a short break, and if you would like to share your viewpoint or if you have a question for our guest, give us a call at 563-999-3660 because your viewpoint matters. That number again is 563-999-3660. When we return, we'll discuss what parents who are interested in their students becoming high achievers should do starting now. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. Gun violence is a major issue in America. 
It seems like there is a shooting somewhere in this country every single day. Even our schools and churches are no longer sacred and safe from gun violence. In fact, gun violence affects every facet of American life on our jobs, in our movie theaters, at public gatherings, and in other random settings. It has gotten to the point that many have become apathetic and have accepted gun violence as a normal part of life and don't have any hope of things ever changing. That's totally unacceptable. The gun violence has to stop, but it will not stop unless we get involved and demand that our leaders take action to implement measures to ensure the safety of our children in our schools and the safety of all Americans from gun violence, wherever they may be. That's why the CWR Talk Network is presenting the special town hall event, The Stand Against Gun Violence, on Thursday, October 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time. We have assembled an expert panel with the knowledge and experience to examine this issue from a variety of perspectives and to offer listeners information and advice on how to significantly reduce gun violence in America and make our schools, homes, workplaces, and lives safe from gun violence. Listen to this very important event live online Thursday, October 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time. Visit our website at cwrtalknetwork.com forward slash TSAGV for more information. That's cwrtalknetwork.com forward slash TSAGV. Stand with us to put an end to gun violence. Today we decided to walk to school. The light counted. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Street. Danny's smart, but he gets distracted. I realized he forgot his homework. I hope he doesn't have another bad day at school. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. Listen and imagine. It takes five seconds to send a text. And for those five seconds, you're driving blind. Life is worth more than a text. Stay alive. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. Welcome back to Donnell Edwards Viewpoints with your host, Donnell Edwards, on the CWR Talk Network.
Thank you for joining us for tonight's edition of Daniel Edwards' Viewpoints. We are talking with Mr. Darren Morgan, Executive Director of Arkansas Commitment, a nonprofit organization created to identify academically talented African-American high school students and guide them to become leaders of society. Darren, can and should parents listening tonight do uh, to get their students ready to apply for admission into your program before they reach the eligibility grade level? Yeah, I think it's really important for our parents to start checking students' grades. Um, GPA is vitally important to gain membership into my program as well as for college. So starting as early as 7th and 8th grade is very important. Um, in addition, checking their curriculum to see what classes their kids are taking, um, to make sure they're on track to take those really rigorous um, advanced placement courses or international baccalaureate courses as early as 10th grade. Um, that will help them gain membership into my program as well as to some of those elite colleges you mentioned earlier, like Williams and Harvard and Princeton and all of those. Okay, very good. Now, how can students and parents avoid waiting too late to begin researching the admission requirements and studying the recruitment process for the more prestigious colleges and what time uh, is too late? Yeah, I really think the earlier the better. Um, the reason why I actually left admissions to come and run a program like Arkansas Commitment is because I noticed that colleges only recruit in 11th and 12th grade. And by then, it's way too late for a kid to change anything on their transcript. All their classes would have already been taken. Um, their GPA is going to be set in stone. The ACT score is going to be locked in. Um, it's really important for kids to start in ninth grade because um, by then they can start taking those hard classes um, that college should look for first. Um, they can start working on their GPA and getting those extra tutoring sessions if they need to. Um, they can start working on those writing skills so that when they're seniors, instead of colleges telling them you should have done this or you should have done that to be more competitive in our pool, they'll say, all right, this is the perfect kid. This is the kid that we want. Their GPA, their rigor, and everything looks spotless. So not only will they get admitted, but they'll also get those scholarship dollars that every parent wants for their kids. Okay. Now, let me ask you this, Darren. Uh, we have a nationwide audience, so uh, we have mm -hmm. listeners in, in other states. And uh, for those listeners who may need the, the resources of an, an Arkansas commitment but don't have that available to them, how can those parents uh, research and learn what the admission requirements are and study about the recruitment process and all of that uh, in advance of the, the time that their their child may be getting ready to uh, seriously consider uh, submitting an application somewhere. Yeah, so one easy way is really just to go online to the college's website, um, look at their admissions profile for the previous class that they admitted. Um, they'll be able to see the average ACT score um, on those schools, the average GPA that they admitted students with, um, as well as any extracurriculars that those kids were involved in at that time. Another way is to um, just go online and search, really. There's one really great website that I tell my students to use, collegegreenlight.org. And with College okay. Greenlight, you can actually compare different websites, um, different colleges. Um, after you plug in your academic information, your GPA, your test scores, and what colleges you're interested in, it'll actually show you your likelihood of getting admitted. And that'll show you if you're in the right ballpark before you start applying to 20 different colleges and wasting all your application fees. But again, preparation starts as early as ninth grade, so I definitely wouldn't recommend waiting until senior year when it's time to apply. Okay. Uh, another question came to mind here, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and that's uh, when we look at, at students for these these kind of colleges, and we're talking about high achieving students. Uh, a lot of people will think about the students who are in the so-called talented and gifted classes or, or whatever. Uh, so when when you look at a, a typical uh, student who would be in your program. Is it someone who has to be considered uh, on the verge of genius, or do you take average students who really work hard and apply themselves so that they can become high-achieving students or kind of a combination of both? Yeah, so um, it's, I think it's a combination of both. There's a lot of kids in this program 
that are way smarter than me and way smarter than I probably <laughs> ever will be. One of those is Chase Swinton you're going to talk to in a minute. Um, but there's a lot of other students that would just work you under the table. Um, I have a lot of kids that will be considered average, but they have some grit and determination that's unbelievable. Um, I get emails and text messages up until 9, 10 o'clock at night from kids worried about, did my essay come out right? Or um, I remember one text in particular from a kid. I make all of my students submit their essays over the summer. And she wrote three 650-word essays without a computer using her um, phone. Downloaded wow. Word app. That type of grit and determination. Um, you know, you can be naturally smart, but I think those type kids with that type of grit will outwork anybody, even a genius. Okay. All right. Very good. So everybody listening, you don't have to be a genius to get into this program. If you make the commitment and put in the work, mm-hmm. uh, you can do this. Uh, but the, the we want to emphasize the time to start is, is not to wait until your 10th or 11th grade. Uh, parents, make sure you start your children as, as, as early as you can, ninth grade or, or sooner even. Now, uh, right. Darren, will you, you describe the uh, the curriculum, the process that students go through when they enter the program to prepare them to succeed in applying and gaining admittance to the prestigious colleges and universities uh, you work with? What can they expect? Yeah, yeah so um, I tell my kids there's really five things that colleges look for in an application. Um, the first will always be rigor, so what type of classes they took. Um, the GPA comes up next, essays, extracurriculars, the recommendations, and their test scores. Um, all five of those things, like you said earlier, can't wait until the junior or senior year. So during the ninth grade, once we admit them, that's when we really give an introduction to um, the admissions process, the holistic admissions process. Um, so for the ninth grade year, we only need about two times just to get them acclimated. And after that, we'll give them, uh, we do a case study, an admissions case study, where we'll give them four mock applications and let them assume the role of the admissions counselor so they can figure out what student they would admit, which one they would wait list, which two they would deny. And then they can put themselves in um, those shoes of the students and say, okay, well, my GPA can be a little bit higher. I need to work on this. Or I need to increase my rigor of classes, so let me hop in some more advanced placement classes. Um, for the sophomores is when we really, really start um, initially mapping out their goals. So we work on what they want to do, what they hope to get out of the program. We work on public speaking. Uh, we do an intro to college planning. And most importantly, we do a curriculum planning and then an introduction to college admissions counselors. Um, so once a year, twice a year, we'll bring um, college reps from Hendricks College, which is a local-based school, and from Pomona College, which is um, in California and has a 5% admit rate. And we let those college admissions counselors speak to the students about what's important, what they need to start thinking about now. Um, and the fact that we bring in college admissions counselors, especially to this demographic, is huge. Um, there was a study done a couple of years ago um, that tracked the recruitment practices of about 41 different colleges. And it showed that out of those 41, all 41 colleges actually recruited in richer, wider areas, even if the test scores were similar at black schools. So just that initial contact with admissions counselors is going to change the whole trajectory of students and know that and let them know that it is possible to get into some of those elite schools. Um, during the junior year, that's when we do the uh, ACT test prep. So we give them a seven-week-long ACT test prep so they can really increase those ACT scores. Um, in Arkansas and really throughout the nation, uh, the average ACT score for black students is anywhere between 15 and 17. Uh, for these elite schools, uh, that typical GPA they're looking for is a 30 to a 33, and that's a huge gap. So what we try to do with the seven-week-long ACT test prep, our students come to the office. They meet every Tuesday and Thursday from 630 to 830, and we really work on those ACT scores um, to kind of decrease that gap. Um, our students can go up anywhere between three and five points as a result of that uh, class. We do a spring break college visit out of state. So we take them to Atlanta, we take them to Tennessee. Um, I let the kids vote on what state they want to go to. And we'll try to hit about four or five schools during that spring break week, and all of it's free of charge. Um, do essay writing workshops, community service, and then, uh, like I said earlier, I make them write their essays over the summer. And for seniors, because it's crunch time, we'll do uh, one-on-one family planning. There's a lot of schools out here. Uh, counselors have a caseload of about 400, sometimes even higher, students per counselor. So it's really impossible for them to get, you know, really meet with every student or, you know, really right. help them shape their curriculum. 
So we meet in our office uh, by appointment from 4 p.m. to about 7.45, Monday through Thursday, to really give them that extra supplemental college counseling. Uh, tell them about flying programs so they can go to schools like Williams or Pomona or Washington, St. Louis, free of charge, um, so they can get that college experience before they start applying. Okay, very good. Now, uh, other than students in, in th- that are in your program, uh, how do you help any student that's interested in, in getting college ready, and, and do you reach out to students who uh, are not in the program? Yeah, I definitely do. So um, about two years ago when I took over, um, I realized that, you know, we have 150 kids in the program, but that is a small drop in the bucket compared to all the kids that really need um, this type of information in the community. So I developed a high school um, partnership where I actually go into four or five different area high schools, and I do a four-part admissions workshop where I cover holistic admissions, financial aid, um, we'll do case studies, and uh, an essay writing workshop so that the kids outside of my program know how to get into college as well. I do those with ninth and 10th writers since college is already talking to 11th and 12th writers. Um, and last year I worked with about an additional 750 kids just by doing those workshops. Okay. Now, uh, we, we mentioned this a little bit already about the uh, financial aid and, and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I just want to emphasize that a little more. How important is it for students and parents to get thoroughly educated on all of the funding sources available to them, and uh, how do you help them with that? Yeah, so that part is very important. Um, college tuition rates are increasing, um, unlike any other commodity or product we have seen. Um, schools are jumping from 30000 to about $70,000 a year in about a five- or six-year period. Um, the important part for parents to remember is that there's a lot of free money out there, and rarely will students pay that full sticker price that colleges are asking for. Unless they just have a million dollars in their bank account, they're not going to pay that. <laughs> um, there's about 89 different colleges out there that practice a, a different type of financial aid that's called need-based, where, um, like I said earlier, if the parent only has $5,000 to contribute to college and the school costs 60, the school will give them $55,000 a year in grants and scholarships so that they won't have to pay back. So that's one example that there is tons of free money out there. There's also other programs, um, programs like QuestBridge, which is a college match process. And if your kid gets matched into the QuestBridge process and a college um, picks up their application out of QuestBridge, that's four years free tuition. Um, so the real important part is really just about doing your research and knowing the different avenues that um, your kid can get free money and free scholarship dollars. Because the goal is not just to get a good education. You can get a great education at any school if you work hard enough for it. But you want to go to college without accruing a lot of debt. You know, $70,000, that is, after four years, that's a house. That's a nice house and a good neighborhood. That's right. You know? That's right. So the important part is just to come out of school debt-free or as close to debt-free as possible. Okay. That's uh, good information there, Darren. Thank you. Uh, we're going to continue in a little bit. But right now it's time for another break. And if you would like to share your viewpoint or if you have a question for our guest, give us a call at 563-999-3660. That number again is 563-999-3660. When we return, we're going to talk about some of the benefits enjoyed by participants in Arkansas Commitment, and hear some of the wonderful success stories. So stay tuned. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor Middle School? Would you like directions? No. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Finding lowest airfare to Istanbul. No, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with him over homework. Home, walk, restaurant. Need a review? No, I need help. He's very smart, but his mind wanders. He's disorganized. I think I understand. Oh, good. Finding best potatoes for French fries. No! Russet, 
fingerling, Yukon Gold. Uh, why don't you understand me? Sorry, I was trying to show how Connor feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. WR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. It's not just cliche. It's more than a slogan. It's our identity as America's voice for championing important causes and issues like reading literacy. Host and producer Joanne Burrow tackles this issue in a number of ways on her show, Read, Read, Read. The first and third Saturday of each month, 12 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Central Time. Read, Read, Read is more than a program. It is an initiative started by Ms. Burrell to attack the problem of reading literacy and reading proficiency with the ultimate goal of expanding the program to include mentors to help students with not only reading skills, but also life skills. She also invites interesting guests to come on her program to discuss their challenges with reading as well as their joy and appreciation of reading. Some of the guests are authors who discuss their books and offer their insight into the importance of reading and being good readers. Join Joanne the first and third Saturday of every month at 12 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Central Time for Read, Read, Read exclusively on your network for causes, issues, and life empowerment, the CWR Talk Network. Hi, Mom. Is Claire's birthday party today? Me again, Mom. Where did I put my history book? Hi. Sorry, forgot one last thing. Sometimes it's hard to concentrate. At school, I start looking out the window, and then I forget what I was supposed to be thinking about. I know it seems like I don't care, but I do. It's just difficult for me. Love you, Mom. Bye. Join parents and experts at understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues to help your child thrive. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Las Vegas shooting, Orlando nightclub, Virginia Tana Faye, Sandy Hook Elementary School school shootings. And the list of mass shootings in America goes on and on and on. If gun laws can't stop the gun violence in America, what can? Listen to the Stand Against Gun Violence, a special three-hour town hall event on Thursday, October 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time, presented by the CWR Talk Network. We have assembled a panel of experts to discuss the impact gun violence has on our society and what all of us can do to help stop gun violence and mass shootings. Hear from some of those who have personally experienced the tragedy of mass shootings and why gun violence in America must be stopped. Stand with us as we fight to put an end to gun violence. Listen live online Thursday, October 18th from 6 to 9 p.m. Central Time. For more information, visit our website, cwrtalknetwork.com forward slash TSAGV. That's cwrtalknetwork.com forward slash TSAGV. You're listening to the CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is the CWR Talk Network. Hashtag one million strong.
Welcome back to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoints with your host, Donnell Edwards, on the CWR Talk Network. Thanks again for joining us tonight. We really appreciate your support and hope that you are enjoying our discussion, Developing and Supporting High Achieving Students. Uh, In addition to helping students get into their dream school, which in many instances may be very prestigious colleges or universities where they may have only dreamed that they could matriculate, what are some of the other benefits of being enrolled uh, in your program, Darren? Yeah, I think one of the most important parts is really just a community of like-minded students. Um, I know at some times, like when I think back to my high school experience, it was kind of hard finding that pocket of students that um, shared the same goals or the same talents or interests as I did. So having a group of 150 students in the cohort that you can share those type of ideas with and, you know, feel normal um, is one great thing. Um, The other thing is gold assistance. Uh, We help our students um, find internships and mentors, um, like you'll hear in a minute with Chase Swenson, um, just being able to take advantage of those extra research opportunities to further increase your knowledge base or your skill set, um, some of the things that we try to provide our kids with. Okay, very good. So uh, you've mentioned some of the, name, the names of some of the students already, but uh, would you please give us some of the, the, the success stories behind those and uh, how your program has changed the lives of uh, some of your alums? Yeah, so um, in Little Rock, a couple of names that a lot of people hear. Uh, one is Antoine Phillips, of course. Uh, he is a student from Southwest Arkansas, um, uh, Southwest Little Rock, I'm sorry, um, that discovered his college from Arkansas commitment um, through our previous executive director. Uh, they worked together to find a perfect school for him. He ended up um, going to law school and becoming a great lawyer, moving back to Little Rock and doing a lot of great community work and being a leader of the city. Um, uh, State Rep. Charles Blake is another example of that. Found his college match through Arkansas commitment, um, came back to run for office and became state rep, I believe a three-term state rep. Uh, We have a few other students. Some of my my newer success stories would be students like uh, one student from two years ago, Pierre, um, that ended up going to Emory or Bella, going to Washington and Lee University. And both of these students were students that received a generous financial aid package. Uh, they were about, I think they got $25,000 each to go to college. Um, but through our appeal process, I was able to reach out to their financial aid counselors. And both students, well, Bella got a full ride to go to her college. Uh, so she didn't have to pay anything. Um, another success story is one student, what we call undermatching in admissions where a student is really bright, really talented, but not looking at the right schools for them. Uh, we have one student that had a 30 on the ACT, a 30 out of 36, and was looking wow. at DeVry for engineering, um, oh, which boy. would have been a huge undermatch because that is one of for-profit college that, you know, is not going to give out any scholarships, but she ended up going to Agnes Scott and receiving a full ride to do that. So um, those are my success stories where kids are able to go to their college that, one, they didn't think they would get into, and two, they don't have to pay anything to go. As long as they do what they're supposed to do, they're going to come out debt-free, which is, should be the goal of every parent for their kids. Okay. Now, now you mentioned something interesting. You mentioned that one of the students didn't get what you thought they, they the, uh, deserved, and mm-hmm. you appealed and got more right. money. Uh, could you tell right. us about that? Yeah, so the appeal process of financial aid is um, something that every college will do. They do it a little bit differently. Um, I always use the analogy of asking for money. Um, If you ask me for $100, you know, if you ask me for money, I'm not going to give you my full $100, you know. I might give you 20 and let you use that first. If you need some more, uh, then you can come back and ask for a little bit more, and I might give you 50 or the whole thing. Um, The financial aid process works the same way. Um, If you need a little bit more money, you can actually write a formal letter to the college or call the financial aid office and just tell them that, hey, look, I really appreciate your offer. Um, you know, you gave me a lot of great scholarship dollars. I really want to go to the school, but I'm actually a lot broker than what you think I am. So I need, you know, an extra five or 10000 And in some cases, they'll re-review your file and give it a more human touch. And with that, normally you can get a lot more money after that appeal process. Um, like I said, I've had students that needed about $25,000 and ended up getting the full ride as a result of that. 
some schools will actually ask you for all your financial aid award letters from all the schools that you got accepted into, and they'll compare to see who gave you the most. And if it's a competitive college or one of your competitors, they'll either match that or try to come as close as possible to it. Um, but that's a process that a lot of parents just don't know about. But, uh, you know, always ask. If you need it, ask the college. And these schools have half a billion dollars in endowment, so they have money to play with. You just have to know where, where to ask. Well, that, that's uh, very great information. Uh, I was not aware of that, and uh, thank you for letting us know about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, uh, you, we've been talking about uh, one of the young ladies who has been in your program that you uh, have with us tonight. So would you please introduce her so we can talk to her? Yeah, so on the line is Miss Chase Swinton, a senior a uh, really high-achieving student has done a lot of really great work, um, including uh, summer medical research at University of Arkansas Medical School, um, fly-in programs, summer enrichment programs at Governor State. So when we talk about those kids that are naturally genius <laughs> and have the great <laughs> work ethic, that is Chase. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, welcome to Donnell Edwards' Viewpoints, Chase. Please tell us about your experience with Arkansas Commitment and how it helped you. Hi. So I applied to Arkansas Commitment my second semester of my ninth grade year. I was so honored to be accepted into the program. As Mr. Darren mentioned, I had the ability to attend classes at Washington University in St. Louis the summer after my tenth grade year. I was able to take a biology class and meet professors and meet so many different types of people. It was an absolutely amazing experience. And then after that, I had the ability to conduct summer research at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. I actually met my PI, Dr. Antonio Allen, at one of our Arkansas commitment meetings. And I remember sitting in the back of our meeting, and Dr. Allen was like, you know, what is everyone interested in? I was like, oh, I'm interested in neuroscience. And Dr. Allen said, oh, just come work in my lab. <laughs> and I was like, you know, maybe I will. So I applied for the program, and I was so honored to be accepted. And conducting research was one of the best experiences I've ever had in high school. And if it wasn't for Arkansas Commitment, it's an experience I would have never had. So I'm so grateful to the program for that. I'm also grateful for the ACT prep we had. Before the ACT prep, my ACT was a little bit on the lower side, but after the prep and then following the prep, I was able to um, increase my ACT score significantly, which I know in the future will be a big payoff when I apply to college. So the program has been amazing for me and definitely life-changing. Not a little cliche-sounding, but it is so successful. <laughs> Okay, very good. Now, uh, have you had any personal or academic challenges to overcome that Arkansas commitment has helped you with? I think for me, having a lack of self-confidence in high school, because no matter what high school you go to, being an African-American student, finding other high-achieving students like you can be very, very difficult. And so for me, that that was something I definitely struggled with. But coming into the program and seeing all these other like-minded African-American students, even though we have varying interests, was so refreshing and so helpful. And we really are like a family in my cohort. You know, someone gets accepted to a fly-in program or they get a big scholarship or an athletic offer. We're all so excited for each other. And that's a community that you don't always find at your respective high school. So that's been really helpful for me. And if I can jump in right there, that was one thing that really surprised me with these kids. Um, Because I know how when I grew up, we were very competitive. But uh, we have a group text system that we have from our seniors, so I can easily shoot them out information. Um, But for them, if a kid gets accepted, you know, they put it in, but they're always supporting each other. Um, Sometimes they know about students that one student president or um, got accepted before I did. And they put it in a group, you know, shout out to Chase for getting this, or shout out to Amari for getting accepted to this. Um, Their support system is incredible, and I love them for that. 
That is outstanding. Now, uh, Chase, what, what advice do you have for anyone listening in tonight who may be interested in Arkansas Challenge? Um, my biggest advice is apply. Like, please apply. But, you know, as Mr. Darren mentioned earlier, work hard. You know, work hard your freshman year. And I know the transition for a lot of kids, especially minorities and African-American students, the transition from eighth grade to ninth grade can be very difficult. But if you establish a strong work ethic as a freshman, you know, that can propel you to get into the program, but more so propel you to, you know, do well throughout the rest of your high school career, which will set you up to apply to college. So my biggest advice, you know, work hard to apply to the program, and it really and truly is a great, 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 great program. There's a lot of invaluable opportunities and resources for you, and I've I really just highly encourage anyone interested to reach out to Mr. Darren or to anyone affiliated with the program to get as much information as possible. You know, talk to your school counselor, talk to your parents, talk to your teachers, you know, and apply for the program. It really is amazing. Okay. Very good. Uh, is is there anything else that uh, you would like to share with us tonight, uh, Chase? Um. Besides the fact that the program is amazing, I would really like to thank Mr. Darren because without him, you know, my high school experience would not have been what it was. Without him, I wouldn't have had the chance to go to WashU and take a college-level biology class. I wouldn't have had the chance to meet my PI and do research, and that's something that not a lot of students are doing, let alone students of color. So without the program, and without Mr. Darren, I couldn't be who I am today, and I couldn't be the person that these colleges will see on my application. And I know that's not just me. It's every single African-American student that's in the program. So, you know, Mr. Darren does such an amazing job with the students. He is so invested in seeing us reach our greatest potential, and you're not always going to find that, you know, at your high school. So I, I just really want to thank Mr. Darren for everything he does for the program and how much he's grown the program and how amazing the program program is because of all the hard work he's put in. Great, make me emotional over here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One one other question, uh, Chase. Uh, What what are your plans after uh, graduation from college? Um, I don't know exactly what college. Um, I'll be matriculating to next year, but I would like to pursue a double major in neuroscience and public policy. Wow. Okay. Uh, Darren, you were right. This is a, a genius that I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's being modest, actually. So one thing she didn't mention is she was one of the few students, um, high school students, that got uh, selected to go to Harvard for their research pro- uh, research conference in a couple weeks. Um, so she is brilliant, brilliant. Well, Chase, uh, it's a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for taking time to uh, join us this evening. Congratulations on your success, and we are very, very, very proud of you. Just keep up the good work and continue to be a role model for uh, for other students, okay? Thank you, and thank you for having me. I appreciate your opportunity so much. You are very welcome. Thank you, and you have a good evening. You too. Okay. Uh, Darren, uh, are there other programs uh, similar to Arkansas commitment in other states that you're aware of? Yeah. Yeah. So just a few off the top of my head, um, the Teak Foundation in New York is a great nonprofit organization. Similar to Arkansas commitment, they're actually a lot bigger than us. Um, okay. They meet uh, daily, Monday through Friday, and they do the same things we do as far as connection with college admissions counselors, uh, working with students on their essays, preparing students for that process. Um, that's in New York and Atlanta. You have the Maynard Jackson Youth Foundation. Uh, they're a little bit different where they're uh, primarily a leadership program, uh, but they actually take their kids on a, a study abroad trip to China once a year. Um, they're an amazing resource to try to expose their kids to as many opportunities as possible during high school. Uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, the Queens Foundation uh, is run by Ms. Uh, Nadia Sharif Mothit which is a former uh, Miss America contestant, 
that prepares young women for uh, a future career um, in IT and programming and uh, college. Mm-hmm. And in Charlotte, the Young Black 100 Young Black Leadership Alliance uh, takes 100 young black men and um, groom them into being leaders, as well as preparation for the college process. But there should be one in about every major city in every state. Okay. That's good. That's good to know. Now, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we have a nationwide audience. So for our listeners in other states who may be interested in providing their child with the resources that you provide at Arkansas Challenge uh, and who may not be in one of these other cities that you mentioned and don't have anything like that available to them, uh, do you offer workshops or seminars or uh, what do you suggest that they, they do? Yeah, so um, I try to be as accessible as possible um, so they can feel free to reach out to me um, by email or by giving me a call in my office, and I'll do my best to work with them. Um, I do occasionally will fly out to Charlotte to do some workshops out there um, and in Atlanta, but I'm more than willing to go out to other areas and other markets as well. Um, another way would be to, for their local college, whatever college is near them, reach out to those admissions counselors. Um, those counselors would love to do outreach programs. Um, they're right in their backyard, and that helps them with recruitment. So um, for the most part, they'll be more than willing to come out and do workshops as well. Um, but start with the local colleges, and I'm always available if they need an additional resource. Okay, very good. Now, what is uh, your website address? Yeah, our website is uh, org. Okay. All right. And there's and a tag the, on there where you can email me as well. Okay. So is is that the best way for people to uh, contact you and to get information? Yeah, um, definitely start there, ArkansasCommitment.org, or you can email me at Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, at ArkansasCommitment.org. Okay. Very good. Now, what final observations or comments do you have for our audience before we uh, conclude this evening? Yeah. Um, one, again, thank you for having me. I really do appreciate it. And for our parents, um, especially our African-American parents, one, um, it's very possible for your kid to go to college. Um, they just have to do the prep work as early as possible. Um, ignore those sticker prices. Um, you will not pay that. College is way more affordable and accessible than you actually think. Um, so just give it a shot. Like my kids say, you're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So just try and, uh, you know, if you're starting early enough, you'll be that perfect contestant when it comes to that college application pool. Okay, great. Uh, Darren, thank you so much for joining us this evening and explaining to us the very important work that Arkansas Commitment is doing and helping high-achieving African-American students, and all students really in, in uh, central Arkansas, to become future leaders, not only in the uh, African-American community, but in America. And we also want to thank uh, Chase, uh, Chase Swinton, uh, for being with us and for sharing her personal experience with Arkansas Commitments. So, Darren, thank you again very much, and keep up the good work. All right. Thank you so much. And, again, thanks for having me. Okay. Take care. Now, next week uh, on our program, uh, we will be discussing mental health Awareness Week and the importance of finding your happy zone. And I guess will be Mr. Sporty King, who is CEO of R. King and Associates. He is a motivational speaker, certified humor professional, and master of listening. So join us and learn what poetry. I didn't say poetry. Poetry is and how to find your happy zone. So be sure to join us next Monday at 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Until then, have a great week, and we'll see you next weekend, next week. You're listening to The CWR Talk Network, America's voice for causes, issues, and life empowerment. This is The CWR Talk Network. Hashtag One Million Strong.